0: Pointing the way towards freedom in an unfree world. Welcome to the Liberty Effect with Ammon Bundy. You're listening to the Liberty Effect. Uh, I'm your host, again, Ammon Bundy. Uh, grateful to be with you. here. Uh, we run for about an hour and. Uh, Anyway, just want to grateful for your time and and I'll do my best not to waste your time uh, and actually to try to entertain you a little bit, uh, but mostly uh, just give you some things to think about. I, uh, you know, as we look at uh, history and we see uh, life and we see uh, the different social uh, organizations that we have in um in, uh, you know, in the history, uh, we start to see that it seems like over and over and over again, people are organizing into different, uh, you know, I guess, bodies. Um, some call them government. Uh, others are just, you know, different um, names. But the one thing that is common – so let me give you some examples. You have like, uh, you know, your, your patriarchal government. Uh, Type governments. Uh, a good example of that is Abraham. And Abraham uh, time, and that's basically where the a head of a household. Um, you know, he kind of make calls the the shots. Uh, uh, he's basically the patriarch, and he has that res- respect among those who are in his household. And so they uh, 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 they obey what he says like in that way the the rules are kind of made by him and everybody that's the way um the way the you know they socialize with each other um that's the way they're organized um then you look down and you see where you start to see where you know cities become more prominent Where more Where people are combining in cities, and they build a wall around them, and and a lot of those cities end up being like little kingdoms. And then you see where you know one city would conquer another city, or where or where even voluntarily multiple cities would join together, and there end up being kind of like a kingdom. And then they would, you know, put a king in at their head. Uh, or other or some other type of government, um, you start to, you know, see all kinds of different types of social organizations, but the common thread between all of them and the purpose in which they unite, unite and organize was, and still is for defense. And, uh, because, you know, we, we have, uh, the unfortunate, I guess, uh, Reality that people will do bad things to other people. People will take uh, uh, property and take uh, lives, and uh, you know, take all kinds of things because uh, they don't want to either work for it or it's easier to take it. Uh, they don't think they can get it in any other way. But most, mostly, they're morally flawed enough that they. Uh, they think they could take it, even to the point where some think that it's their right to take it, uh, even to the point uh, where it's their divine right. They think, or it's their right as an officer, or their right as a, as you know, a, a person, or you know, the, by birth, or their inherent right. Those are all things, but ult- ultimately, they're uh, morally flawed enough that they are willing to take what belongs to somebody else. So in order to stop that, people have had to unite. And like in Abraham's time, they united in families uh, with the head of the house as a patriarch, and they organized and kind of lived together, and they would defend each other. And they would be a large enough group that, that the, the outside powers basically wouldn't come and try to hurt them. Them. And so, that they were able to live in primarily in peace. Uh, they were able to prosper. They were able to hang on to their property, hang on to their lives, hang on to their liberties without somebody taking that. But again, we see unfortunately that sometimes in history, actually many times, we see a, a group of people that somehow think that they can take from somebody else where they also begin to unite. And uh, I don't know why or what, you know, why the Lord made it this way. I really don't. But, uh, uh, you know, it it is set. Basically, we are we live in a realm in this world where force uh, is uh, something to be reckoned with. Uh, And then if if a group of people that are wicked, that have a moral flaw to take and to steal and to uh, oppress, which is all a uh, uh, part of stealing a uh, part of theft if they get together and unify then then they can overpower uh people who basically haven't organized well enough or in are in a strong enough body or enough people to defend they can overpower them and for a period of time they can continue to take from them we see examples of this a good example of it was uh, the Egyptians uh, with ancient Israel, with the Israelites, um, the Israelites came to Egypt. They were welcomed there by uh, Pharaoh, who was and Joseph, who was an Israelite. Uh, you know, was basically the second in command. They came in there, and over a period of time, the Egyptians uh, actually put the Israelites uh, and made them slaves, put them in oppression and uh, under oppress and made them slaves. And the Israelites, uh, they they weren't strong enough to, to get out of it. They weren't strong enough to stop that from happening. And so they ended up being slaves for, you know, at least, you know, in, in heavy slavery for at least 100 years and uh, most likely a lot longer than that. But, you know, it's pretty, pretty clear that at least 100 years, they were basically – Making all the Egyptians' homes, providing all their food, they were uh, they were you know taking care of their children. All of those are you know facts that are in the that are found in the Old Testament uh, that basically show how the Egyptian Egyptians were stealing the lives of the Israelites so that they can have and not not have to work, so they didn't have to build their own homes, their own buildings. Uh, they, so they didn't have to provide for their own food or take care, you know, take care of their children and clean their homes and all of that. So it was a form of theft. Uh, and the reason why it was a it, it occurred because the Israelites were put in a position or allowed themselves to be put in a position where they were overcome by the by people that thought theft was okay. That that thought killing. People and forcing them to work for them was okay, uh, and that that was just the reality. So again, the reason why people have organized into bodies of of uh, of uh, you know social order or whatever is one either to take something so they can be stronger to take something from a, a group of people or individuals, or so that they they can they can stop from people taking it. And uh, that's basically the reason why people the, the found foundational reason why people organize into bodies of governments and uh, our social bodies. You see it in the gangs, right? They get together and they organize together in bodies so that they can more fully protect themselves. They go more fully still. They're more organized in it. They have more resources. They join together and they're actually doing it to actually, you know, become better thieves. And then you have, you know, bodies that you see uh, that have been organized to stop that. And so it's a reality. And the, the reality is that, you know, in life now, if you don't organize to repel criminals, then you will be overcome and overtaken by criminals. And again, I didn't make the rules. God made the rules. And he has somehow, at some reason, uh, made that part of this life, this world. Uh, I'm sure it's for a very great reason, which I may not fully understand, uh maybe there will be a, maybe there is an eternal eternal need for us to defend ourselves against wickedness i don't know but all i know is that this life in this life now it is a fact that we have to unify or the criminals will unify and overcome us that is a fact and so I'd like to, you know, after the break here in a minute, in a few seconds, I'd like to talk about some of these organizations and break them down and, uh, you know, basically identify this a little more. So we'll do that here in a few minutes. So the facts are very clear. And uh that is if you do not organize, if a righteous people don't do not organize in a manner in which they can protect their lives, uh protect their properties, their pursuit of happiness, their liberty, if they do not organize, then they will be overcome by those who uh organize to take property life uh, liberty and uh, you just can't argue with that I mean there is no argument in that uh, there that is just a reality uh, it, you know you'd have to be absolutely completely historically ignorant to not acknowledge that there are two types of organization going on among people and one is for the benefit of, of man for the the benefit of of them to be free, to prosper, to be able to hold on to their property, and the other is just opposite 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 of that. Uh, to and that is to organize to take from people so that so that those people taking do not have to work for it themselves. They do not have to produce. They do not have to think. They do not have to invent. They could just let somebody else do that and then take it from them. Okay. Now we see, again, kind of going back in history, we see different types of, of governments. i like to read some of these. Uh, let's look at, um, uh, let's, well, I talked about patron article like a monarchy. Well, uh, you know, again, don't completely throw that word under the bus. Uh, I, I certainly don't like a monarchical, uh, government, but, uh, in some cases, when you get, a say, a righteous king, uh, which is very, very, very rare <laughs> because man is easily corrupted. But you ca- there are cases in history where you see where a righteous king uh, actually protected him, him and his army, his staff or whatever, actually protected the life, liberty and property of the people and the people actually per- prospered. But it was very rare. Almost in every case, you might see like they, uh, people set up a king, and that king was a righteous person until he dies. His son comes, and his son is an unrighteous king. And during the righteous king's reign, uh, which I don't even like to think about living under that condition, but during his reign, people were free to basically prosper, invent vent. Their, their property were take, or were protected. you know there was uh, a lot of uh, social tranquility uh, because the king was just there to make sure that people's life, liberty and pursuit of happiness was protected and upheld and afforded. But then a son comes in, right? He doesn't have the same ideas, doesn't have the same history. Uh, maybe, maybe he was a spoilt little brat because his dad was the king, right? And he overturns everything. Then all of a sudden, the same power that was protecting the people, now that power is actually stealing from the people, taking high taxes, or maybe they're just going in and actually taking, you know, uh, commanding the beautiful girls to come into his chambers. Uh, You know, uh, basically he has to feed his army, and he does it off the backs of, of the rest of the people, so he builds his army, builds an empire, and he does it basically by stealing from the other people, which was just opposite from what his father did and You see that uh, so because of that very reason, uh, monarchies are dangerous they 're very dangerous they don't they don 't provide a long term solution for uh, social tranquility and the protection of rights uh, so let's go to another one. Let's go to uh, let's go to democ- uh, a democracy. Well, a democracy is interesting. The, the definition of a democracy is a system of government by the whole population, um, or all the eligible members of a state. Uh, and again, it is a, uh, basically where the people hold the power, but that they all rule equally. Um, as a whole population, well, there's problems with that because uh, one problem is it's very hard to organize with the, a consent of everybody equally in a in a. Uh, in a government, meaning, let's say there, there's a uh, an enemy, another country comes, invades this country, and you're basically a democracy. Well, you would all have to get together and vote to decide uh, who, how you're going to repel this invasion, right? You'd all have to have your consent somehow, and that's very slow and cumbersome. And so, you know, before you ever voted, you might be already uh, uh, conquered. And now they – now you might be turning into a, uh, you know, a, a monarchy or some other uh, uh, a government, just simply because a democracy is very cumbersome, very slow process, very difficult. And so uh, you know, there are some negatives of that, But it, one thing I do like about a democracy and, and what it upholds is that the power resides in the people. Okay. Now, I would say that one of the greatest dangers of, of a democracy, however, is what we call – sometimes call mob rule. And mob rule is where basically your house is looking pretty good. It looks like it might be a really good uh, a museum for the public, Right. And so everybody gets together and they vote, and the majority says that your home needs to be turned into a museum or that your, your your vehicle needs to be turned into a police vehicle or or that your bank account you know your the money that you've made in your needs to be turned over to the Department of, of Economic Security right well that, that's that's an issue because now what, what we're saying is that the the right and moral thing for a people are is basically what the majority say, and the individual, the individual's rights, their property, their liberty, their life, under that system is not protected because the majority will rule and it's mob rule, and uh, it, it's not the same premise where someone has a right. Uh, they buy something, they build something, and now they own that, right? It's theirs. And uh, under this system of government, it's not really theirs because the majority could say, oh, uh, we want that. And then uh, supposedly by law under that form of government, uh, the the majority could take that and then they could decide what they want to do with your property, But that's not right. That's a form of theft, right? So democracy is dangerous for two reasons. Because it is very cumbersome and very slow-moving for situations such as emergencies, uh, invasions, that type of stuff. But also it is a form of mob rule where where one or the, the many can take the rights of the one. And the one has really no rights if the many say he doesn't. So we kind of have to reject that because that's a that's a, a different, you know, that's a different. Now, interesting enough, there is something here that's called um, constitutional democracy. Uh, that's getting pretty close to something pretty good because uh, constitutional democracy basically says that the vote of the people, the mob rule can only vote or decide constitutional matters, meaning if it's not in the constitution, then the, the mob can't decide on it. And so it protects the one because in those situations, you don't allow the rights of the people to be something that the mob can, can decide to take. So it's very limited. It's limited. Uh, We're going to go deeper into some other forms of government and tie this all together in the end in a few minutes. Trusted voices of truth and insight. This is the Loving Liberty Radio Network. coming back uh, on our third segment of this show again I just want to uh, express gratitude for you to listening I hope that these words will make a difference in your life and in your perception of uh, society I guess and and also help you understand a little more uh, about you know our social bindings that we have our social organizations uh, at the beginning of this show, we talked about how if people don't organize, righteous people don't organize, how the unrighteous, those with you know the moral code of theft, will come and take, they'll take your home, they'll take your your liberty, they'll take your, your money, they'll take your life if, if you don't give it. And uh, so the people have organized in many different ways. Uh, we have a you know patriarchal order type we have we've talked about monarchy and we have talked about democracy democracy and and the the failures and the weaknesses of each of those now let's move on to a republic sounds familiar right uh, are we a republic in this country yes we are we are a republic in fact do you remember when Benjamin Franklin coming out of the Constitutional Convention was addressed by a, a, a lady or a woman. Uh, and she was she asked, you know, what have you given us? And I'm paraphrasing. And he basically says, a republic if you can keep it. So it's pretty hard to argue that we are a republic or, or that we're, we're not a republic. Excuse me. <laughs> However, there's – Much to it because I want to talk about just a republic because a republic in itself is also uh, fallible. It has problems, it has weaknesses, okay, and is not necessarily a form of government that is desirable uh, because a republic is a state in which supreme power is held by the people. That's good, right? That's correct. And, and through their elected representatives, okay? So now this this is interesting. So again, you have a little bit of a com- combination here of a democracy uh, combined with a republic here, which means it's like you – a republic is that you have elected representatives or representatives that the people choose and then they go and make – kind of the social decisions. They make all the laws. uh, They make, you know, the social decisions. And that's the way it works. The problem with the republic is the mob rule can can continue. There can be basically the majority of the representatives or the majority of the people can choose representatives. And those representatives can get together and say, hey, look, we're going to take Jim's ranch, right? Because it's best for the public. It's best for society. Or we're going to take so-and-so's business. Or we're going to make this person do this because of this, right? Uh, or we're even going to, you know, we're going to take whatever. It, it still provides a way for the the code of theft to be inflicted on the individuals. And remember, the whole reason why any, these people are, are, are organizing in the first place, the whole reason why we're talking about these social organizations, is because of the need to repel the the those who believe theft and have justified it is as, as being okay. We're we're. People organize, the righteous are organizing. They you know organizing in a democracy, in a in a monarch, monarch monarchy, in, organizing in patriarchal uh, government, organizing in republic. But 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 you don't want to organize in in a in a situation, you don't want to be organized in a situation where the code of theft can be upheld and a republic alone upholds. The ability for the majority, the mob, rule to take the rights of an individual. So, so it's not, it's not uh, foolproof yet. Now, one more. We're going to go back to republic here, but let's talk about an oligarchy. Well, an oligarchy is basically where a small group of people have control of the state or the country. Uh, you know, either. Or you know, or an organization, or institution, or or maybe they rule through military uh, power. But basically, where a small group of people are in control, and whatever they say, you know, is what the law is. And where where. The you know where the majority really doesn't matter. It's not about the majority, so it's not mob rule, but it is about the small the the minority, a small group of people that are powerful, you know that that have gained power either through you know influence, money, military force, whatever it is, they've gained power and they basically rule that whatever they say, say goes. Whatever they want the law to be, they make it, and the rest of the people have to. Abide by it. Now, this form of government provides great opportunity for theft, uh, for the the thefts more uh, code uh, to be, uh, you know, basically in, in inflicted upon the rest of the people, and so you get small group of people that are taking the, you know. F- Money from, from him, they're taking property, they're forcing people to work for them, and, and they're living off of that. And it becomes basically what we saw in ancient Israel or in Egypt with the ancient Israelites. So we don't want that. There's really not any, anything good about an oligarchy that I could see. It's much like a monarchy. And in fact, they're almost the same thing, uh, even though one doesn't claim that there is actual. a uh, individual ruler but in reality a monarchy works more like an oligarchy so we come back to republic now a republic again uh, is not necessarily a good thing alone but how about you have the power in the people's hands and they elect representatives but then you put limitations upon on. Those representatives, where they can't make decisions for anything, they can only make decisions for very s- small, simple—I uh, I was maybe not simple, but for very specific things. That's the word I'm looking for. They can only make decisions for very specific things. Now, now you're talking about the ability for people to be organized together social, socially, to where they can be united to defend and repel criminals, thieves, right? However, but that they do not have the power, the right to take an individual's property, life, liberty, to inflict upon the rights of an individual, to infringe upon the rights of an individual, because their republic held under a constitution, and that the, the, the very powers in which this republic, these representatives, the, the power they hold is very limited. And the people define what that limit is or what their authorization to act upon is. And they do that through a charter or a constitution. Now, we've seen this many times. We've seen well several several times, not many times, we saw in the uh, 1200s, starting with the Magna Carta, which is the great charter, right? And that was where the people, really the, the, the noblemen, got together and said to the lords and the kings, look at these are your limitations, you know, you cannot just do anything, these are limitations, well, and then we see again. In our forming of our country in the United States, where the people got together, said we're the sovereign, we're the ones that hold the power, we choose to have a republic form of government, but it is limited by the constitution. So therefore it becomes a constitutional republic, which means elected representatives represent the rights and powers of the people, but they are limited to what the people – authorized in the charter or the constitution and outside that they have no power rightfully to act they're a constitutional republic and how do the how do the representatives know what they can and cannot do they go to the constitutions they go to the charters our state charters the US charter US constitution our state constitutions And even in our county. And so this limits an elected representative from making a law on anything. This limits them. And we're gonna come back and put this all together, but I gotta take a break. See you in a few minutes. Can form a government, right? Uh, you find that in the Constitution. Sure, we find it in the Constitution. In fact, in Article uh, No. the the uh, uh, sorry, the Fourth Amendment, or the not the Fourth Amendment, Article Four of the Constitution. I apologize. I had to get my referencing there. Article Four, uh, Section Four. It actually says that the United States, so meaning the United States government. Uh, i don't have it in front of me basically uh secures it's their duty one of the duties of the of the of congress and of the united states government is to secure a republican form of government for every state okay we're not just a republic or a republican remember when i say republican i'm not meaning the republican party uh i think the republican party might think that they're that that's what it means. But uh, just to just kind of let you know, that's not what it means. It means a republic, uh, a republican form of government. And it is and we because we have the Constitution, we are therefore a constitutional republic, which means the power belongs to the people. Each individual holds that, that power individually. And that And as as for our social needs that we say and outline in a constitution, we elect representatives to go and perform those duties. Now, a good example of that is is roads, right? Well, we need roads to get to our properties. And therefore, we agree that it is better to manage and and maintain and to administer the roads uh, commonly – So therefore, we have wrote a charter up and says that individuals that we elect will take care of the roads, right? And they will do it in this manner and this manner. And then we elect representatives and we say, okay, look, we've outlined how the power you have to take care of the roads. And therefore, we're giving this power to you. uh, And and we've also outlined how it will be funded and so forth and so we're we're basically saying that you have power to build main, and maintain the right and the ro- and the roads on them so that we can all get to our property and we can visit each other that we can trade with each other we can enjoy life so life will be much better and so these representatives go out and they start you know deciding how they're going to take care of the roads they might have to hire some people to do that they might have to buy some equipment so it's but it's all done under the authorization of the people but nowhere in the the charter under under that this example did the people give them power to basically say where you're going to build your house on your own property or what kind of light bulbs you're required to using your home or or how you're going to take care of your children or maybe uh, what is and what isn't defined as a church or as a religion that was never given them that power was never given them <clears throat> excuse me but we have and, and and the reason it was never given them was so that those people could never begin to take the rights of the individuals within the state. That's why. And so that's why it was very limited. It was very limited to roads. Beyond roads, you can't do anything, right? And the Constitution of the United States and all the states' constitutions that I've read, which has been a decent amount, and even the county ordinances, I, I hesitate throwing that in there because I, want you, I don't want you to get confused with that. But the limitations that the county commissioners have, and the state legislatures' representatives, and the and the U.S. representatives are very, very limited. But we have forgotten that as a people. We literally have forgotten that, and I don't know if that's through, you know, deception, intention through the schools. I don't know. I'm not gonna. I'm not going to. To uh guess on that. But what I am saying is that we have forgotten that as people that our elected representatives do not have power to go up to the Capitol building and to make a law on anything. They do not have that authority. And if they're you doing that, they're usurping it. Which means they're taking it without authority. <coughs> So we find ourselves in a situation where now we're in just a republic or maybe closer to an oligarchy or maybe we could call it a, de- a democratic republic or a democratic oligarchy where basically a small group of people are deciding what whatever they want and where they're taking rights, property, liberty, and they're doing it outside The the charter in which the people have authorized and therefore it has evolved or digressed, I should say, into them having the power rather than the people having the power. Because now the representatives are not holding to the uh, charter in which they gave them. They're not holding to the limitations. They're going way beyond, way beyond. I, I could sit here for days and give you examples of the county, less the county though, but the states and the U.S. Congress and the and the and the president going far beyond what the. The people have authorized. I mean, in fact, the majority of the laws, the the hundreds of thousands, millions of laws that are on the books, the majority of them are made without even the authorization of the people. And what's the authorization of the people? It is the charter. We are to be a constitutional republic. We were never designed to be just a republic or a democracy. We were never designed to be an oligarchy or a monarchy. We are a constitutional republic. Now, the problem with this is because we have gone astray, it has left the door open to the very type of people in which we organized ourselves against in the first place. Those with the flawed moral code of theft. Those that believe that they can take what they want. But but it's even worse than just a street criminal because now they think they got the power of the people behind them. And they certainly have overtaken the 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 force the body of force in which the people have organized to protect themselves from criminals and now they got control of it no more different than a gang who might actually get in tr- in control of let's say a police force in a city right maybe they get their gang leader into the you know the mayor's office and into the police, chief of police, and now the gangs are protected by the very body of people who are supposed to be protecting the people against the gangs. No different from that. But what limited that? A constitutional republic, if it was upheld and enforced, it w- wouldn't matter if the gang leader gotten the mayor's position, or I should say, let's say a governor's position, because the governor wouldn't have power to inflict upon or infringe upon the rights of the individual it wouldn't even be a desire for a gang member to try to get in that position he wouldn't be able to do anything with it but not the way it is now and so I ask you this question what are the righteous people of this country gonna do our system of government in which was designed to protect us against criminals is now being enforced by criminals And we are left to say, basically, we either have to take back our system of government so the rights of the individual is protected, or we have to create our own. But what we cannot do is set idle. We cannot be apathetic to this. Because remember at the beginning, we talked about how when a righteous people do not organize themselves in a way that they can be defended against criminals, against thefts, they will be overtaken. They will be oppressed. And I hope, I hope that we do not find ourselves in a situation where we're like the ancient Israelites, where for over a hundred years we find ourselves in great oppression. Thank you for listening to me. Have a wonderful week. Ammon Bundy.